Saturday, August 28, 2021. The Paul Truesdell Podcast. General business and economic observations, individual wealth tips, tricks, tools, and techniques, along with things that made Paul and Team Truesdell raise their eyebrows, shake their heads, and purse their lips while taking a deep breath. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening, reading, or using this podcast and website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes only and agree to our terms of use and privacy policy. Okay boys and girls, it's time to relax with coffee or tea, whiskey or wine, while driving, relaxing, or going for a walk. It's dad's time to talk about things that the limp-wristed, loafer-wearing, soccer dads are afraid to talk about. And for all the emotional-based midwits, this is not the podcast for you. Bye-bye. So yesterday we didn't catch it in time, man. There was a little bit of a, if you noticed, we had a little bit of a glitch right after the introduction. So didn't we're not going to do that today. Also, you notice we introduced something. We introduced our muscle car sound. Yeah. Yeah, because this, uh, this is your real dad. This is your dad that is not the uh, soccer pussy dad. This is your dad that's going to talk to you about the real things. As a guy, uh, Ryan, if you're listening to this, uh, yeah, this is uh, the podcast, the voice of the common man, everyday's man, wherever he calls it. I don't know. You have to ask him one of these days what he says. Everyday man, common man, I don't know. Drunk man, I don't know, whatever he wants to go. Anyways, here's the bottom line. Today, I'm going to make a real short, short one, real short. So let's talk a little bit about math. Math, math, math. I'm going to make this really crazy easy for you. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, we're going to talk about something that I, I, I think you're going to enjoy, okay? I'm going to freak you out on one thing, and on another thing, I'm going to make it real simple. So which one should we start with? We want to start with the easy or the hard one. Well, let's start with something that's pretty basic. It's called variable change. Now, in September of 2019, we knew that the COVID virus is going to be ugly. We have contacts. We got some information. We were freaked out about this. I really thought we were going to have that 100-year 2019, 1919, 1918. We were overdue for that 100-year pandemic. We washed, we bleached, we did disinfectant like crazy. I mean, we we, we had little things put our feet in, in disinfectant, with our shoes. I mean, we literally went overboard. But then, in May of 2020, we started going, mm, not adding up. Here's my point. Variable change. Now, variable change is easy to understand using what's called the Monty Hall example. So let's uh, say you're on, you're going to go to a, a show. Let's make a deal. And there's three doors and Monty Hall says to you, okay, um, Raymond, behind one of the doors, either door number one, door number two, or door number three, there's a brand new Cadillac. And behind the other two doors, there are other prizes. But one of them is not so cool. It's a goat. So you could get a goat, you could get a car, or you can get something else. Pick a door. So you pick door number one. 
And Monty said, okay, very cool, blah, 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 and, and say, uh, let's open up uh, uh, how, you, how you feel good about this. Yeah, they, they engage in a little banter back and forth. And they open up door number two, and then, oh, you know, it's a washer and dryer and refrigerator and blah, blah, blah. You could have had that. So now, now, they, now let's make a deal. Do you want to stay with door number one? Or we're going to give you $500, and we'll throw in the washer, and, and we're done. So do you, do you take the deal or not? So you say, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take the deal. I want to go forward. Then they say, do you want to make a change? Do you want to make a change? You go from door number one to door number, number three, because you, you know, door number two, they've already opened up. So most people are going to say, well, it doesn't make any difference if I go to door number three or door number one, stay here. It's a 50-50 chance. Wrong. That is something that is absolutely dead wrong. It's called variable change. And it's a, it's a screw job in your brain. And I'm going to give you another one in just a moment. Because see, literally, you always want to go to door number three. Because here's the reason. If you stay with door number one, your original choice, you had a 33% chance of getting the price. When you go to door number three now, you change it. You actually increase your odds to 66 and 66%. Why? Because you know door number two does not have the car. And you know that door number three is unknown, just like door number one. But by making that change, you statistically improve your odds from a third to 66%. It doesn't mean you're going to get the car. But it means that by making that change, you do increase the odds. I know it's a mind, it's it's a screw job, right? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it does, right, Ralphie? So another thing that a lot of these investment advisors who are horses' asses do is they'll do things like this. And this is a real simple example. I, I've used this for 36 years. If you have $1,000, $1,000, and you make a 100% rate of return in one year, how much money do you have at the end of the year? Now, I know statistically that about 70% of the people will not get the answer. They, uh, well, you know, a lot of money, yeah, they don't know. So 100% means you doubled your money, okay? So you went from $1,000, you made a 100% return, you now have $2,000. Again, I know from doing this for 36 years and using this example, 70% of the population cannot get that off the top of their head. Not a big deal. It is what it is what it is. Now, the second part of this is... Next year, you have your $2,000 and you lose 50%. 50%. How much money do you have? Now, most people can get this right. They'll go, oh, well, if half of uh, $2,000 is $1,000. That's right. How do you like then the fact that you're averaging a 25% rate of return? And then you get this, it's always the same thing. You get this look where they kind of get that furrow of the brow, their eyebrows get a little close together, the lips begin to purse a little bit, and you get that squint of the eyes where it's kind of like, say what? Okay, the way it works is you made a, you have a thousand, you made a hundred percent, you're at two thousand. The next year you lose fifty percent, you're back to a thousand. And so one hundred minus fifty, because we're using percentages now, equals fifty, and you had two years. So you divide two into fifty and you have a twenty-five percent annual rate of return. I'm a wonder, I mean, I do a wonderful job, don't I? So numbers can be used by people to tell bullshit. You can use, for example, I've talked a lot about this COVID, you can have comorbidity issues, but instead of saying that the person who died of a heart attack also happened to have COVID, which may have been a mitigating factor, but they died of what? They died of the heart attack. That's not what we report. We report COVID. 
Now, I'm not anti anything. I, I just, these are facts. I, I'm going to give you another one. There's a, there's a really interesting concept involving capitalization of stock markets. And it is really hard to get your head wrapped around this. So I'm going to be fairly easy with you. But if you don't get it, don't, don't worry. Okay, so imagine there are two mutual funds, okay? One is 100% of the stocks. And we're going we're gonna to call that the pure stock fund. It only owns stocks. Now, the other mutual fund is called the mix fund. 50% of its value is in stocks and 50% are in bonds. Now, here's the other hypothetical. Remember, this is just pure hypothetical, but it demonstrates how numbers and market capitalization works. There's 150 shares of stock in a stock market. That's it. That's all there is. And each one of those shares costs $1. At the very beginning, it costs $1. Okay, so the total capitalization of the market is $150. Now, the pure stock fund owns 100 shares and the mixed fund owns 50 shares plus 50 bonds. So you have all 150 shares accounted for. They also own 50 bonds. And let's also assume that the bonds are $1 a piece. Okay. Now I know the overwhelming majority of you have already turned this thing off. It doesn't make any sense. If this doesn't make any sense so far, this is why you should not be trying to do your own investing. So Somewhere out there in fantasy world, now, someone is going to invest $1, $1 into the pure stock fund. Now, that dollar did not come from the sale of a stock. It's a dollar that's invested. Now, the pure stock fund, they got to put that money to work. They're required because they're an open-end mutual fund. Now, the only place to buy that stock is from where? Well, it's from the the mixed fund. I, I got to buy it from the mixed fund. So they buy one share of stock from the mixed fund. Now, the mixed fund now has new cash. And they go out and they buy, let's say, a bond from the, I don't know, uh, the pure stock fund. You see, the pure stock fund now owns 101 shares of stock. The mixed fund owns 49 shares of stock and 51 bonds. Now, this is where you got to pay attention. You see, the mixed fund okay, they're required to maintain a 50-50 value. You have to have 50 shares of stock. You have to have 50 bonds. Now, they've got to clear the market. They've got to get this thing squared around. Now, the bonds are still worth $51. So the mixed funds, 49 shares, have to be now valued at $51 or what? A dollar and four cents a piece. The math works out, except... When you multiply a dollar four times 150, which is the total number of outstanding shares, the market value is now what? $156. $6 more than it was because $1 flowed into the market. Weird? No. It's called the compounding effect of money. It's a real concept. It's real. But when this is used with funny money, when you have the Federal Reserve and the Treasury, they're just printing money, and you have a fiat currency where there's no underlying value, things can get out of control really fast. Now, this is deep, deep do. Okay, this is not just some kind of a toy model. This is the real deal. It's what happens when you have investment products that are bundled. And remember, we deal in unbundled financial products. My firm, 
fixed cost financial, you own the stocks directly. Fractional shares down to one one hundred thousandths of a share. You own them. We manage the portfolios, but you own the stocks. When you have so many funds, like these S&P 500 funds, and you have rigid allocations, mm-mm-mm. There's an issue involving liquidity, elasticity, and fundamental value. You see, the classic model of investing gets really sideways when you have cash flows, and nobody takes that into consideration. It's no different than for years and years and years. I talked about Markowitz and Sharps, a Sharp brother, and they, they won the Nobel Peace Prize on modern portfolio theory, and I always said, it sounds good, but it's a theory, and it doesn't, it can't always work. And of course, when real estate fell apart in 2008, 9, 10, yep, I was proven right. So this is your dad telling you that, you know, I got news for you. When you pull up in your Prius and you got your penny loafers on and you got your IZOD shirt or, you know, again, I'm dating myself, you know, you look like Biff, right? And, and you're, you're trying to date the hot chick, you know, you got the tennis racket, you got the sweater over your shoulders. And like, oh yeah, you know, you got the blonde hair. Everything is so cool. And I show up with my Corvette or my tricked out Trans Am and things sound pretty cool, right? I got a pair of blue jeans on. I got the white t-shirt on, you know, got a little bit of a rugged look and like, hey babe, let's go for a ride. Guess what? Biff, she ain't getting in your little Prius. She ain't going with you. She's riding with me. That, ladies and gentlemen, is fact. Bambi would probably be better off with Biff because he comes from the right side of the family. He's got all the money, yada, yada, yada. But people make decisions based upon emotions and hardcore facts and figures are sometimes really hard to deal with, especially when you went to school and they didn't teach that sort of thing. So I showed you how a zero rate of return is a 25% rate of return. And I showed you when you have rigidity in the market with bundled financial products, one extra dollar turns into six. Yeah, that's high finance, folks. That's the way it works. And in the real world, you still have to make sure that things add up. One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. It's always going to be that way. It's never going to be more. I'd like to start with a list of people I can do without. A proctologist with poor depth perception. Any woman whose hobby is breastfeeding zoo animals. A cross-eyed nun with a bullwhip and a bottle of gin. A waitress with a visible infection on her serving hand. And any man whose arm hair completely covers his wristwatch. Okay, that's enough of that.